1: Welcome in, everybody, to Wednesday's Pro Football Show. I am Chris Landry. Always great to be with you. Appreciate you joining us each and every weekday as we talk pro football. Um, Also want to invite you to join us on our college football show that we do each and every weekday as well. We kind of focus on a different conference each week to uh, promote. And, uh, uh, well, promote's not the right word, to Um, analyze each conference each and every week, kind of the week that was and wrap up the week that was in each league, but also at the top, talk World of College Football. So we appreciate you joining us, and we invite you to join both of them. And you can do that by going to Landry Football's conference call to get those podcasts directly to your phone. Also want to invite you to join us over at LandryFootball.com where you can get the latest and most detailed information on the college and pro football game <clears throat> over at landryfootball.com. We take you behind the curtain as I like to call it, giving you inside information and analysis that you can only get from a veteran coach and scout at the NFL and college level. So check us out today if you would. Uh give us a call. Um you know, uh give us a listen rather And uh, drop us a line at uh, LandryFootball.com. Contact Chris and, um, you know, uh, any questions that you might have on the website or any questions that we can answer here in this podcast, uh, we've got that covered for you. But you can uh, get all the detailed information, uh, inside information, analysis. It's like having um access to your own scouting department coaching department for less than a magazine subscription that's right less than five dollars a month uh, is the best offer that we have so take advantage of that one if you want to try it out for a month or three months we can absolutely do that as well so check us out at LandryFootball.com dot com today from recruiting boards draft boards to roster analysis we got it all covered for you. Uh, also a reminder about the great folks at 401k Generation, Eddie Rojas and his team are helping folks in this very difficult, very frustrating uh difficult financial times. They are helping folks plan and meet their financial goals even in the current environment. They are there to help you. So, um whether it's whether regardless of which state you're listening Uh, And they are licensed in all 50 states. So give them a call. Give them a text. Either one. No obligation at 1-866-998-5879. So we're going to talk a little bit about, again, key questions that they have for a few teams around the league. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Giants and the Jets and the Eagles and the Steelers today. We'll get to the Niners and the Seahawks on Thursday, and the Bucks and the Titans and the Redskins on Friday, we've kind of gone through key questions for each and every team around the league, so we're working our way through it. So a couple of things that are on the agenda for today that are news and notes. There have been some discussions ever since the XFL uh, filed for bankrupt- bankruptcy that they could, um, they could, meaning Vince McMahon, who filed for bankruptcy, could... Boy, these bankruptcy laws are interesting. Now, you can file for bankruptcy, that company can, and they could turn around and buy their old property at the bargain price. Um, it's possible. It's legal, apparently. Uh, not apparently, I think it is. Um, but it's not something he's looking to do. They are looking at the possibility of finding a new. Uh, owner for the XFL. I'm told that there are a number of folks that are interested buying the league's assets at a reduced rate, bargain price, and see if they can make a go of it. We'll we'll see how this plays out. We'll keep you up to date. But I think it is interesting. A glimmer of hope, and I'm a big believer in it. Not necessarily making a lot of money. I don't know that it will. I don't know that it's ever going to do what maybe some of the investors would like. I just think it's a great opportunity for players, for coaches, for trainers, anybody associated with football, to have another avenue <clears throat> to make a living. So, and learn and grow and develop their skills accordingly. So uh, we'll see how that, if anything, develops with the XFL in that regard. Um, <clears throat> speaking of uh, coaches. Multiple NFL coaches tell me they don't expect their staffs to report back before training camp. Um, Some teams are are holding for hope for in-person workouts in June, but others are making decisions right now that everything stays virtual. So we don't know how this is going to play out. Getting mixed, um, there was a report, media reports, that said the league was looking to host mandatory minicamps in mid to late June, And the league said it's not putting dates on a potential return. I think they're working towards that. From what I understand, they're working towards the possibility of having team workouts as early as mid to late June. That's as simple as can be and as vague as it can be. Sure, they're working on it. I don't know how realistic it is, and no one does. Uh, It is, uh, you know, something that is going to have to be a almost a day-by-day, day, a week-by-week, week certainly, basis of how things are, as we open up facilities, how things are taking place, how we're assessing things. We'll see how quickly it is. It's already June 1st on Monday. So, you know, it's a little ambitious to think that they're going to be practicing in pads on June, middle of June. Probably the end of June is more likely. July, getting around training time, again, uh, we'll see how this plays out, and you see what they're going to do and how they're going to incorporate it. But the other thing is we've said before that it, for the coaches to get involved, everybody's going to have to be involved, meaning every team is going to have, have to have their coaches be hands-on with the players. So, look, New York and New Jersey have opened up, and we'll see what California will do. It's going, to be, it's going to operate different. I know in college football, it's going to be about, hey, each conference is going to do their own thing, and each school within their conference is going to do their own thing. The NFL is going to be, it ain't going to be one of those cases where um, the Packers can open up, but, you know, uh, the Giants can't. It's going to be everybody or nobody. That's how it's going to play out. So we'll, we'll keep you up to date on that. Some news on the field. Uh, around the league. The Saints place Noah Spence on the reserve non-football injury list with the 20 ACL um, ended his season. So he's you know he's uh, he's not going to be eligible to play this year. He suffered the injury working out on his own. The X-Bucks second-rounder pick has made seven appearances for the Saints last season before re-signing a few weeks ago in free agency. Still 26 years old. He's uh, uh, looking – Less and less appealing as the injuries have mounted up and the lack of production uh, has just not been there. Uh, In visiting with uh, Jay Gruden, the new offense coordinator of the Jaguars, they are planning to feature D.J. Chark quite a bit. It's one of the things that he studied on film that he wants to get D.J. Chark uh, involved all across the formation, including the slot, and we'll see. He's... Certainly high. he ran 24% of his routes, did Chark, out of the slot last year. So they want to see if he can adjust to being able to do multiple things for them. Um, Jags had a very vanilla-looking offense, but you got to remember they had a very young quarterback that came out of a system under Mike Leach that knew how to throw and identify just a couple of coverages and, Um, a few routes. So uh, it's going to be quite a change going forward with Jay Gruden and see what he can do. Uh, Contract year, Rams uh, from the Rams, Jalen Ramsey, we've talked about the advantage that he has holding the hammer in negotiation with the Rams. He's in his contract year. Says, though, he's not going to hold out of training camp. He's got uh, a lot of leverage, but uh, he, he seems like he wants to do the right thing and show up and we'll see how this plays out. Uh, also in Chicago, um, Bears coach Matt Nagy said that both Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky will play uh, with the starters during preseason. It's the way you normally like to try to do it if you're making it a competition. You want to give an equal amount of reps that you can uh, with the starters for both of them and just kind of see where it takes you. Um, and now, we, we don't know yet that we're going to have preseason games, how many. Everything is so much up in the air. In the NFL, of course, everything's so laid out, so cleared, so organized, so concise. And uh, the current environment, it's taken all of that and just ripped it to shreds. And we're talking, but when I say certain things in a definitive sense, I'm not saying it with any knowledge that we're going to definitely have this amount of preseason games or definitely amount of this amount of padded practices or this and that because all of that's going to come down as a byproduct of how we're able to continue the process of opening up and keeping players healthy. That's going to be first and foremost. Um, it, it, in the situation with the Bears, with the quarterbacks, um, you know, you're dealing – uh, with Nick Foles, who's got experience with John D. Filippo, with the Jags and the Eagles, and then Bill La- uh, Bill Lazor with the Eagles, and Matt Nagy with the Eagles and Chiefs. Uh, Foles is expected. Well, let's just say he's got a clear advantage. In an offseason where Mitchell Trubisky's having to learn, um, and, and certainly it's a system that he's been around, but Nick Foles has been around it a lot, and he's been around the league longer. So he certainly has a little bit of an advantage from that regard. We'll see how that plays out. And I wanted to get into some discussions uh, about, uh, we, of course, you know the Giants and the Jets, as New Jersey's Governor Philip Murphy has opened up that state. Um, and so the – Opens up for the Giants and the Jets to get back into um, uh, to the to the facilities in a gradual sense. Uh, certainly, the Bills they got the go ahead from the state of New York um, over this past weekend. Uh, but I wanted to s- discuss the Giants and the Jets, and again, go over a couple of these teams' um, key question marks heading in to this season. Um, The offensive line, obviously, was addressed in a very aggressive way, uh, taking Andrew Thomas at number four. He's got a great shot at becoming the Giants starting right tackle as a rookie before moving to the left side um, after Nate Solder's departure, more than likely after this uh, 2021 season. But the Giants drafted UConn tackle Andrew Pert in round three. They signed veteran swing tackle Cameron Fleming to a one-year deal in March, putting him in a position to be the top backup this year. But it's it's not hard to see that the Giants' plan include a Thomas-Pert tackle duo starting next season. So I'm curious to see. My question is, how does the two young tackles play in advance early? Uh, if they can, it would be real interesting to see. Um, and what they do... With Solder, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how they progress going forward because it's going to dictate what they're going to do with Solder down the road and obviously um, kind of building around as they've been in a mode of rebuilding that offensive line. And they certainly uh, addressed it this offseason, at least with um Attention, and we'll see how effective it will be. For the Jets, Baylor wide receivers have largely underwhelmed as pros, mainly due to um, very rudimentary route-running skills. And Kendall Wright and Corey Coleman have not really played up to their draft status. Uh, the Jets let Robbie Anderson walk in free agency. Um, Breshard Perriman is a, is a poor man's replacement for him. Um... Uh, you know, they need Denzel Mims to be an exception. He's a height, weight, speed freak. I know people on that staff, that scouting staff, that front office staff that were intoxicated by his speed. And I am in his size. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, um, it's going to be about how quickly they can adapt from a football playing standpoint. Um, it's a thin depth chart. They need to have him develop big time for Sam Darnold. So those that's the question over there in New York. For Philadelphia, um, you know, teams don't make a habit of drafting second-round quarterbacks without the goal of them becoming a long-term starter. That's pretty much what they have in mind. And at least in terms of flipping him for – got to be a pretty high pick, right? I mean, you've got to get at least a second-round pick for him or else you're – you've not really gained on the deal. The last time this happened, uh, the Packers took Brian Brom at 56 overall. Um, uh, You know, it it was, if all goes well, Jerilyn Hurts is not going to factor into Carson Wentz's job. Doug Peterson was on Andy Reid's staff when Michael Vick made the 10 Pro Bowl pointing An interesting plan in place for a dual-threat quarterback, but with Wentz' contract containing no outs into 2024, it was an interesting move. My sense is that they are going to utilize him as a change of pace guy, maybe as a multidimensional guy, along the lines of what the Saints did with have done with Taysom Hill, but. Taysom Hill was not a second-round pick. It was a pretty high investment for a guy that's going to be a change of pace, uh, do-it-all threat type of guy, anything short of him being a really quality starter. For them, if Carson Wentz, say, has an injury and he comes in and is a the star, then it works out. If they're able to turn around and because he's had success and they're able to trade him for a first-round pick, or a high second-round pick, it's been worth it. Anything short of that, I don't know. The second-round value is going to be mitigated to some degree because a versatile change-of-pace guy, um, you know, it, it, he better be able to score touchdowns in that role, um, and he better adapt to it, and 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 he has to be comfortable at the end of it, to say, this is what I want to do. I think the young man still wants to prove that he's a starting quarterback. So it's an interesting move altogether, and I'm very curious to see how this begins and eventually develops over in Philly. And then finally today, Pittsburgh, they've traded their first and third round picks. The Steelers used their only selection in the first three rounds, one of their strongest positions. But by taking Chase Claypool in the second round, uh, it's on brand for uh, a team that does a really good job of developing receivers. The Steelers already have Juju Smith-Schuster, who's entering a contract year along with the uh, 2018 second-round pick James Washington, third-round pick Deontay Johnson, and, and third-round pick in 19. Uh, so I'm curious to see how they use Claypool. A big receiver, uh, certainly not an in-line tight end. Um, he's a large guy. I mean, he's 6'4", he's 240 pounds. So... That's one of the intriguing questions that I have for Pittsburgh. So, again, tomorrow we're going to talk uh, a little bit about um, – we'll get into – on Thursday, let's see, San Francisco and Seattle. So we'll get into that. Hey, a reminder again to to flip on over and listen to our college football show. And, again, we'll be back on Thursday for another uh, look around the NFL, the latest news and notes um, as well as uh, the College Football Show, which will be a Big 12 football and beyond on Thursday. want to remind you, though, to check out uh, LandryFootball.com for all the latest inside information, uh, film room analysis on the college and pro game. Uh, give you basically access to your own scouting department, your own coaching department, for less than the magazine subscription. So check it out today. You can try it out for a month or three months, whatever is you're liking. Also, Check out the great folks at 401k Generation, license in all 50 states. Um, No obligation, phone call or text. You can reach them at 1-866-998-5879. That's 1-866-998-5879. Hey, appreciate you joining us. Again, flip on over and listen to us on The College Show, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Be safe, everybody. Talk to you next time.